From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion, email edition for November 19th, 2009 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined this week by my good friends, Teresa Eccles, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi, and Ferris Ferris. Martin is, of course, here, uh, along with Kathy Whirling, Walter Eccles, and Max the Intern, back in the peanut gallery. So we are going to play voicemails and read emails, as we do most weeks. When we do the show, um, if you would like to send us an email, the address is podcast at wdwinfo.com, or you can fill out the feedback form on our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. If you would like to like to leave us a voicemail toll-free in the United States, Canada, and Mexico, one 310 the local number here in Orlando, 407-574-5093. Toll free in the United Kingdom, 0808-120-2316. And toll free in Australia, 1-800-774-531. And just a real quick aside, has nothing to do with Disney, about Australia. I love the Australians getting up and walking out of Britney Spears' concert because she was lip-syncing. Well, there's, isn't there some kind of contract or something I understood? Well, no. The, the, what's, as a result of this now, they're considering passing a law saying that it if you're not goes. going to actually perform... Like sing, you got to tell people. Yeah, really. Because you got people paying two, three hundred dollars for these tickets. That's ridiculous. And this and this chick's getting up there and she's lip syncing. I got to tell you though, in all honesty, who goes to a Britney Spears concert and expects her to sing? But you see that that's that's our attitude here, and this is why I love the Australians because they just not that's not their attitude. Their attitude now is, I'm paying you, you're going to sing. Right. Well, you know, Madonna puts on an energetic show. She dances the whole time and she sings. Live, yeah. and Madonna you can tell actually, because at some point she gets out of breath. Yeah, there's Madonna, but what Madonna does is part sings and part lip syncs, and she does well, it as part of things. a whole entertainment right. package. Yeah, yeah some, of that, just, some, some of that, that that dancing she does, you can't sing right. when you're exactly. doing it. Right, but Britney is. Uh, Kathy uh, Griffin does the joke. She pretty much puts on her album from start to finish. Yeah. And I'm sings like, them in order. Right. <laughs> sings them in order of her album. So, I, I mean, I, I think it's great. I think people should disclose how much of the show is actually going to be the live. The other thing uh, is, how many times have... I mean, Britney Spears doesn't even use her real voice. She goes through that vocoder that, thing. Yeah, that... Auto-tune. And they use auto-tune on her. That's the, that's the new thing, is that you, know, you don't have to be able to sing. They can make your voice in tune. Wow. Which is why... I know, Teresa, you want to start a band? Well, this yeah. is why, this is why <laughs> people like, you know... I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to offend some people here, but Ashley Simpson and uh, Heidi Montag. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Who are you going to offend? <laughs> well, I mean, Spencer and Heidi. Um, <laughs> well, some Heidi. people like them. You know, some people like Ashley oh, Simpson. You, but Britney, you know, Britney Spears. Um, you know, you see, you have some like Miley Cyrus who do not do that, at least to the best of my knowledge, they don't. I mean, I... No, why would you make your voice sound like that? That's got to be her <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She, I... But I just the, the, that song the, climb, the, I the moral the moral of the story okay. is that you know I just I love the fact that the people in Australia just you know we 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 have come to accept these these people lip syncing 
and passing it off as talent now for a decade. Can I, can I tell I you? I mean, Australians just have never caught on with that, and they're not interested in it. It's like, if you're <laughs> not going to sing, I love it. I love it. Can I tell you a quick story? Again, we're not even starting voicemail emails yet. We went to see the Michael Jackson movie. This is it. Oh, did you? Yep. For someone who grew good. up, yeah, for someone who grew up as a Michael Jackson fan, and that was my formative years of a young adulthood, fantastic. I thought it was great. One of the things that truly impressed me was the first few songs, you think he's lip syncing. He could not possibly well, sound that good. Actually, there's an article in today's New York Times that in some of it, some of, some of what you're hearing was added in post-production from older recordings. But there are things where he st- he actually goes off the song and ad-libs, or, he's, or he sings under right. no, to I know, save so, his I, voice. Right, no, his voice sounded great. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. I so. didn't realize how much of a perfectionist he was till I saw the movie. One of the songs is that Earth song he sings, and oh, there were yeah. just things that, that were going to be part of This Is It. But he, they didn't catch the re, the rehearsal of it, or the the tape wasn't good enough. And you have to think to yourself, he didn't really even agree to this video. Right, he never expected it to come out like this. Right. So the fact that they filled <laughs> He's in... He's really happy. He is. He's singing. He's not lip syncing. Um, the fact that they filled in with older stuff, you kind of can give it a pass. Michael oh, yeah, Jackson no, absolutely. didn't authorize this. Absolutely, know? no. But uh, I just thought that was interesting, though, that you brought that up, because I was just reading about that today. Hmm. About how they were, uh, you know, Sony admitted it too. Sony didn't try and hide it. They said no, we had to because some of the some of the audio was unintelligible. It was didn't sound good, so we we, we it was an old disc. John, what'd your hair look like when you listened to Michael Jackson back then? I had the the um, Duran Duran haircut, or I had the straight long really? in the back and the short on top. <laughs> oh, good lord! So you had a mullet. I had a mullet, but with the spiky on top. I can go you one worse. I used to have the sides cut really Don't short, tell and me. then the top was, and the back was permed. Oh, I thought you were going to say flock of seagulls. I thought, oh, oh no, 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 no. Was very no, no I have, I have a picture of me with a, a very flock of seagulls looking haircut. That was in. That was popular. I did some, I did some wacky. Yeah, I did some stuff to my hair. Oh, you my guys hair- have to bring pictures sometime. Then. I don't think any of them exist. I don't think I, I burn them all. <laughs> well, mine does. My fair faucet hairdo, you know, on Facebook. Well, were you two? Oh, oh no, you were seven. Okay. You're, you're, yeah, my sister sees you, Teresa. <laughs> that was cute. All right, though. why don't we get started with the email show? <laughs> we could just talk forever. We could have talked about Farrah Fawcett's will. <laughs> could we put in a plug to vote for the Orbeez? Go ahead. She just, she just did. <laughs> that was it. Explain to people what the Orbeez are in case it's, they didn't listen to the last show. The Orbeez is um, the Diz Unplugged blog is up for an Orby from the Orlando Sentinel. We'll have a link on our show notes page. Um, you need to, you can vote twice: once in the theme park category and once for best overall blog in Orlando. So it's an only Orby. good till the twentieth, so you can vote every day. Yep. And it's not actually a trophy. An orbit, no. like a little mirror ball. Trophy yeah, it's not orange. It's not dancing with the stars. Okay, cool. So, all right, let's go ahead and get started. <laughs> uh, our first voicemail comes to us from Sue, who has some comments on our discussion a few weeks back on gluten-free uh, dining at Walt Disney World. So here is Sue. Hi, this is Lisa. 
Um, I was calling about all the gluten-free stuff you talked about last week. Um, it was pretty funny coming from a gluten-free family, and we just went to Disney for our third time, uh, three summers in a row, and this time we had my husband and my sister, Hobolt, in their 30s that eat gluten-free, and two of my children who are, um, well, at the time they were nine and seven who eat gluten-free, and I know, first of all, the funny thing about talking about those buns being gross but when you're gluten-free and you can't eat very much out, um, it's actually amazing. Uh, they were, Disney is, just does an awesome job. I just really have to get that um, settled. Uh, we had no trouble at the counter services. They do take a while. Uh, one of our tips would be, I actually, if we went on a busy time, wouldn't wait in the whole line. I'd go right up to the counter and just ask the sea manager right away to get the allergy-free meal started because it took so long um, and no one ever had a problem with that. I kind of figured that out on my own the first year we were there. And the most important thing I want to say to all of the allergy people out there is on the dining plan, it does not cost any extra. It counts the same as the quick service meal or the table service meal. doesn't cost any extra. In real life, the gluten-free food is so outrageously expensive um, in according to the other food normal food, quote-unquote, um, that I can see where Disney would try and do that. But hopefully they don't change that because it's amazing for us. Um, and I wanted to say that the hotels always had plenty of options, which was great. Um, the three hotels we stayed at were Port Orleans, Riverside, All-Star Movies, and All-Star Music, and I have nothing but good things to say. They had so many options for everybody. And what they would do is actually give us a beeper so we could sit down because um, you know how it's mostly, you know, you can go help yourself the one of the others of us that could eat um, would get our food and we'd have the beeper for the other ones. Um, that's basically all I had to say and I just wanted to give actually ask you one question. Um, as far as table service goes, of course, like you said, everyone was awesome. The chefs came out. Um, really want to give a shout out to um, Tusker House. We went there for breakfast. They brought us gluten-free donuts, which my children have never even eaten in their lives, so that's very exciting and gave us a whole bunch of cookies just for the day that were packaged up. Um, they were fabulous. Um, one question I did have is um, Le Chef de France. Somebody told me that it wasn't actually Disney-owned. Now, that was the only restaurant where they did not have any any other options. I mean, the kids just had to have, like, a plain just piece of chicken on the grill with nothing thrown on the plate, which really wasn't very appetizing. Um, I actually asked to talk to the chef. He didn't come out. The server was relaying information, and they have such strong accents there that I really wanted to make sure that everything was known, and they had no options. I mean, all the other table services and even the counter services, some of them, especially the hotels, will have, like, spaghetti on hand um, that's gluten-free and things like that. Um, and Chef de France had nothing. So I, I wondered if that was true, if it was really not Disney-owned because it seemed so, uh, you know, different from the other ones. Um, the main reason I booked there was to see Remy, which we saw, which was very funny. Um, everyone else's meals were fine. I was just kind of disappointed in that. Um, and one last thing I forgot to mention, the pizzas. Basically, those pizzas, pizzas are frozen pizzas that are gluten-free. Disney doesn't just whip up a gluten-free pizza with the pizza dough. It's basically a frozen um, gluten-free pizza at the counter services that they throw in the oven, which is fine for us because, trust me, there's not many places you can go to have a real gluten-free meal. 
I just wanted to give you the heads up. <laughs> so thank you so much for doing that. It was great for my family to hear because that's what we go through every day. One of the reasons we love going to Disney because they're so great. And also for um, allergy people out there, if you um, contact Disney Dining, they will email you a list of a whole bunch of foods that they have that are um, allergy-free for whatever your allergy is, including places to get them, which includes counter services as well. So it's a great, great um, helpful hint for you. So please call um, Disney Dining and um, or email them and get that information. Uh, again, thanks so much, and um, keep up the great work. Bye. Well, thank you for that, Sue. I don't know where I got the name. Uh, where, uh, 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 Lisa. I don't know where I got the name Sue from, but um, I appreciate you calling in with that. It's a lot of really good information, um, and uh, we appreciate you, you telling us that. Uh, as far as Chef Stefransco, I'm really shocked. Um, well, first of all, uh, none of the restaurants in World Showcase are owned by Disney. Those are all correct. independently owned uh, really? restaurants, yes. They do have to conform to Disney, certain Disney standards, though. And I would almost be willing to bet the farm that one of the standards they have to conform to is, uh, uh, you know, any, anything having to do with uh, specialized, uh, a specialized menu. Um, it's, yeah, I was shocked to hear that they didn't know if yeah, anything. Yeah, I think that, I think you just might have, it might have been a bad night. Because I have, I have never heard... <laughs> I've never heard of the chef not coming out when you say you have an allergy or a food issue. Who is the owner? Who's the chef? I can't think of his name. He's a, actually a fairly well-known... Oh, and his son runs the restaurant. Yeah. People who are listening are probably shouting it out, as we can think. Oh, look. So, you know, it's not like it's, it's run by someone who couldn't produce that type of food. This is a, a well-known chef whose son runs a restaurant. Um... Unless she didn't speak to the right person, you know, I, it just seems really odd. Yeah, it just it that. seems very odd. But um, uh, when you're talking about an allergy, I mean, if things get lost in translation from the chef to the uh, to the guest, it could be serious. Right. Yeah, through the server. Well, that's why I'm saying that, that. That's why Disney does that. Yeah, to make sure nothing gets lost, so that the man preparing the food actually knows what needs to be done to it, and that's a liability issue. And uh, even though the restaurant, Chefs de France, is not owned by Disney, don't think that that's going to matter in, right. the, in, the, in the event of a lawsuit. They'll sue the, sue the restaurant and sue Disney for having the restaurant on their property. So, but, uh, well, I really appreciate you calling in, Lisa. Thank you very much. That was uh, some great information. Uh, who has an email they would like to read? I, I do. do. <laughs> we both, do we both hesitate to see if anybody else is going to go? Go, Teresa. Go ahead, Julie. <laughs> Go ahead, Teresa. When do you, when do you read an email? This is from Michelle in Willowbrook, <laughs> Illinois. I'm excited. I actually have a question to ask. I'll be taking my kids to Disney World for the, for the 7 for 4 promotion. This is our first time going without their other parent. I'm a new single mom. First, let me give you a little background. I'll be going with three kids, ages 8, 6, and 3. My two older ones are big enough for most of the rides, but the little one is not. Would I be able to wait in line with the older children and then exit without riding? I don't want the older kids to miss out on all the rides because their sister is not big enough, but I'm not comfortable letting them wait alone. What do you think? Yes. <laughs> um, being pregnant, I have to do that a lot. <laughs> I'll wait in line with Corey or whoever I'm with, and I'll just say, I can't ride. They let me exit. Or I sometimes I actually have to walk through the ride, <laughs> you know? Step right through yeah. the ride. I've done that. Yeah. Um, 
but you'll have no problem doing that, and then you can just wait right at the exit for the older children once they're done. Cool. Oh, I didn't know that. You're just learning everything today, aren't you? I am. It's just a wealth of information today. As opposed to other weeks? (laughs) (laughs) Every week. All right, Teresa, you have an email? I do. This comes from Joe Reynolds. Not to be confused with my high school gym teacher, Joe Reynolds, which I really didn't like, but anyway. I'm sure no one's going to make that confusion. <laughs> this Joe Reynolds would. Because, anyway, okay. What does this turn into the Teresa show? I'm telling you. She's doing shtick over she here. Is. She's doing Read your email. Okay. I love it. Hi, Teresa. I figured you guys were getting low on email questions, he says with a smirk, so I thought I would add to the pile. Hi, podcasting. This is Joe Reynolds. Thank <laughs> <laughs> <Made> you, Joe. <laughs> Airman. On the board. Only Teresa would read the subtext. <laughs> and I have a question. And then go into the email. About rope drop. We are coming back home in May and are staying at Boardwalk Villas, and I was wondering how rope drop is handled at the International Gateway entrance at Epcot. Will we be stopped at the turnstiles somewhere at the edge of the World Showcase, or will we get routed through the park to a regular rope area? Thanks in advance. Say hi to everybody. Hey, everybody from Joe Reynolds. <laughs> hi, Joe. <laughs> Not Teresa's gym teacher. <laughs> Who made me run the bleachers because I refused to. I can't believe you had a male gym teacher. Yeah, it just got started like in the late 70s. It was not a good thing. Boy, this is non sequitur week, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> He's probably still alive, like 90 years. Okay, what's No the- one cares. <laughs> <laughs> I like how We've been recording you recording for 16 hours. <laughs> I would like to get through this show without any more shtick from you, if you don't mind. <laughs> So the answer is they route you through the park, right, with little class members lining. Well, there's there's, class members. (laughs) (laughs) There's there are ropes up. There are ropes up. Mr. Similar. There there are ropes up to guide you through uh, to the front of the park, and there are cast members there to make sure you don't go anyplace you're not supposed to. Okay. So that's that's pretty much how you can walk through that portion of World Showcase and get back to Future World. And right, it's just a matter of not letting you go to other places. It's not like okay. they corral you. And are you okay, Paul Bocuse? That's the name of the. He's been looking for the chef. chef. I have been looking for the name of the chef. It was just eluding, avoiding me. That was him. He just tipped over. <laughs> so yes, that's how. Uh, that's how International Gateway. And for people who don't know what we're talking about. Uh, the, the back there's a back entrance to Epcot uh, that uh, is uh, right outside of where the Boardwalk and the Yacht and Beach Club are. Between That's what he's talking about. Okay. Cool. And uh, since it, since the World Showcase doesn't open until 11, uh, he's wondering uh, will he be able to get into the park from that entrance? And you can. You just you kind of guide it up to the front of the park into Future World, which is open. And you know, and, you know that opens first thing in the morning. Well, they also. They also, a lot of people are worried to get to Soren, but they open, they start escorting the people from the back at the same time that people in the front are coming so that everybody gets in at the same time. You know, you're not going to have an advantage by coming right. in that entrance, right. but the idea is you can use that entrance. Correct. And for those resort guests, that's the best one to use because of the boat system. Right. Transportation. Wow. So, all right. Well, thank you for that, Teresa. Who else has one? I do. Mine is from Tim in Mechanicsville, Virginia, and this is for all of us. Uh, He says, I'm a single guy who graduated from college with a degree in social work. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 
hold that note. <laughs> I have uh, I have a caseload, responsibilities, and a newfound appreciation for sleeping until one one p.m. To keep me going, I'm planning a vacation to accommodate. I'm sorry. I'm excuse me. To keep me going, I've begun planning a vacation to someplace new and exciting. Uh, having gone to Disney World five times, including this last summer for my graduation present, I have a strong desire to visit Disneyland, especially after listening to your Disneyland podcasts from a couple years ago. I've seen the Hollywood Adventures by Disney, and I think this sounds like a perfect trip for a guy that loves Disney and Hollywood history. On your ABD trips, have you seen single travelers? I've read about uh, the single supplement payments. What are these? Does it cost more for single travelers? If so, is it still worth it? Thanks for all that you do. Listening to you guys is like spending a couple of hours with my best friend. Thank you. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> They're hurling stuff. <laughs> uh, Tim, Adventures by Disney, uh, you travel with a large group of people. I believe the, as a matter of fact, I know the limit on the ABD backstage magic trip is 40 people. No one's going to know if you're single. Uh, well, I mean, no one's going to look at you differently for being single. I have found on my experience with Adventures by Disney that the people you travel with become pretty tight pretty quick. You spend pretty much day and night with these people, and you get to be friends pretty quickly. Didn't you find that on your Australia trip? Oh, yeah, very much so. Would you feel that anybody would feel unusual being single? Not at all. Right. Not at all. I don't think so either. There's also the first night of every adventure they do a getting to know you thing where you talk to other people and you introduce yourself. I have a feeling if people know you're there on your own, they're probably going to seek you out and take you under their wing and look out for you even more. We found that with the kids on our trip. Everybody really looked out for the kids. Right. All of a sudden, they became everybody's kids. Right. It's not like you go on the sandals by yourself. You know? <laughs> right. That would be a little funny. Right. Uh, what, about the single supplement... All trips are based on per person double occupancy, and what happens is a uh, single supplement. I, I apologize off the top of my head. I don't know what the single supplement is for the Adventures by Disney. I believe it's six hundred dollars above and beyond. I believe you have to pay six hundred dollars more. Don't hold me to that, Tim. I have your address. I'll look into it and actually email you the pricing. But it's what that is is you're compensating for the per person double occupancy. You're paying a higher price to stay by yourself in a room as opposed to them selling right. two people in the room. Do I still think it's worth it? Uh, I'm going on the Backstage Magic in April with the podcast crew. If oh, well, I, I can say just from the trip that Walter and I did that if I had decided you know, if, if we weren't together or whatever, I, it would absolutely have been worth it. I feel that's the way about our Italy trip also. Like we, when you were talking about going to Australia, we said – while we didn't know what the specifics of your trip would be like, we could tell you that Disney would do it right, and you'd have a fantastic time. And so, I think we can speculate. And they did. I, honestly, we, it was it was tremendous. It was tremendous. I can't say I really can't speak highly enough of it. So why not? On this one, I, I called, and for the a single adult for the March twenty eighth um, trip, it's three thousand three hundred and thirty nine dollars. But they are running a special. If you do that, you can get a free three night cruise. And that's um, and that's the single price. That was the single price for the. What's the uh, what's the price for uh, double occupancy? That one I didn't write down because they have it listed for the uh, double, triple, and quadruple. But at our site, we can. Yeah, on the site it has it listed. I just don't have that with me. 
Yeah, that's true. Right now, Adventures by Disney is doing select adventures, uh, book select adventures, and you can get a free three-night cruise. You have to travel between January 26th and October 15th in order to qualify, and you have until... You have to travel by the end of 2011. It is a three-night cruise, and you will not know if you're traveling on the Dream or the Wonder. They won't tell you which ship you're traveling on until you pick your date, and then you would be able to. Then they'll tell you where the most availability is, or where the availability is for that particular date. So it's not like run of the ship, run of the of uh, sail dates. They're going to tell you what dates are included or not included. Correct. It's an ocean view cabin, meaning you will at minimum have a porthole. And I would assume too that if you've booked a single person on the. Adventures by Disney. You'll trip. be getting a single state room. You're only going to get right. right for a single person on the, the cruise. So, all right, well, I hope that answers your question. Thank you very much for that, Kevin. Let me go next. He's getting fidgety. Okay, go ahead. Um, this comes from Abigail from uh, the UK. Hello, I'm going back to Disney World next year in September, and I was wondering if I can still use my pal Mickey in the parks. I was told that you can no longer buy them. Will they be doing any more in the future? Well, I called Disney, and I also checked our boards. Apparently, he still works if you bring him to the park. Now, he has been discontinued, and I doubt they're going to do any more updates to what him. What is he? What is Pal Mickey? He's a, he was a little interactive Mickey doll. Plush doll of Mickey Mouse. When you would go to certain places in the parks, he would talk to you. He would say stuff. Tell you things. Yeah. Right. He did tips and jokes, tricks and jokes. And, and stuff like that. He was really popular when he was out. Very mm-hmm. popular. It wasn't cheap, but... You could see people wearing them on, on themselves. <laughs> but a, a lot of people bought them, and, you know, they want to know if he still works in the parks, if he's still going to tell jokes. Because wasn't he, like, 60 bucks or something? Yeah, it was expensive, yeah. yeah. He had different little outfits you can buy for him. You would like that, Teresa. Little ponchos and things like that. Yeah, but he's, like, Chucky or something? Or? Yes. <laughs> Mickey Chucky. Or that little... <laughs> Bear, cuddles bear in the commercial. Yay! Jumping on the toilet paper. But, okay. um, yes. Okay. Apparently he still works. Cool. Cool. Thank you very much for that, Corey. Our next uh, uh, voicemail comes to us from Alex, who has uh, some information. Uh, we had been talking about World Showcase at uh, Epcot a few weeks ago and uh, what other countries were planned. And Alex... Uh, Alex has some information on that. So here is Alex. Hi, Dis Unplugged team. I'm calling. This is Alex Navarro from Orlando, Florida. I'm calling in reference to the question about the countries at Epcot that came up on last week's show. Um, someone had mentioned about the outpost actually being the empty area that seemed like there was going to be a country, but maybe was not, and I just wanted to clear up at least what I know about that space. Um, I actually have a book from the opening of what was Epcot Center, and it actually showcases Equatorial Africa as being an addition planned for the World Showcase in the out, what now is the outpost spot. They were planning on eventually expanding that area in the mid to late 80s, but um, obviously that never happened. We had the addition of Morocco in 1984, which did not originally open with the park, and then Norway came in in 1988. 
adding uh, two countries to the World Showcase. Still haven't seen anything left since, any more expansion. It was supposed to be Equatorial Africa. But then I'm, I'm pretty much under the assumption that at that point, the Imagineers, after it had been put on the back burner so long, they got into planning Animal Kingdom in the early 90s in Equatorial Africa for Epcot when they have Africa at Animal Kingdom really wasn't going to mix too well, so why not put something of a different nature in there? Um, they are, are, uh, there are some openings for new countries that I've caught, and that is one of the large bases. If you look at a satellite map, you can actually see that there's a little bit extra spaces between a few of the countries, and obviously you guys know that that's where those, those countries are going to be placed if, if and when they ever decide to add some more countries to the World Showcase. Just wanted to provide some feedback on that information that yes, the outpost was supposed to be an expanded version of Equatorial Africa. Some interesting trivia if you uh, look back on that and actually the book has very detailed information on it. Um, it's actually, it's called Walt Disney's Epcot Center and uh, it's a great book. It was published in 1982 and uh, right there for the opening of Epcot. I'm not old enough to a, wasn't old enough to be around for it, but I own the book and it's got some great information in there about what did come to Epcot and obviously some things that didn't, especially in the World Showcase there. Just wanted to provide that feedback and uh, love the show, love hearing you guys every week and uh, you guys keep, keep everybody going. You guys put out some great information out there and although it's not always fluffing Disney, uh, you guys just tell the truth and tell it like it is. I love that about you guys and uh, love being able to hear a definitely an unbiased opi opinion of Disney. Thank you very much for the show and I wish you guys all well and hope to see you guys at Dizapalooza. Thanks so much. Have a good day. Bye. Well, thank you very much for that, uh, Alex. We appreciate the information. Um, but you did, I, did, I don't think he uh, left us an email address. But I think I, he's you know, emailed us previously. I'll just search for him in the podcast folder. I also think that's one of the names that Jerry's... He birthday. He's Imagineer or something or other. Right. Oh, you I think it's interesting is that he stressed mm -hmm. that it was going to be Equatorial Africa. What does that mean? That it wouldn't be like Morocco and sort of the, the upper part of the continent? Is that Or the lower part, just the middle. But meaning like more like Serengeti Africa. I'm going to be honest with you. My Africa geography is just really not, not as that strong good. as it should be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, Our I, education I, system has failed us. <laughs> I, can't, I couldn't time. tell you either. So. It's been a long time since I was educated. I couldn't tell you either. But, long uh, time. And Africa's changed. I don't, know, I, I don't know how much. <laughs> Kathy, you ran the country for a couple of years. What does that mean? Continents. Yeah, I know East Africa. I don't know the rest of it. Click, click, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Hold I think on. You mispronounced that. <laughs> Did you put the accent on the wrong syllable? <laughs> I'm sorry, woo. I said clean, woo. John, I don't know how you do that. I can't do it either. It's He's... a one time thing. I don't think I can do it again. <laughs> um, she was from East Africa. I'm, right? not sure, I'm not sure how much the opening of Animal Kingdom 
would have impacted a decision to add Equatorial Africa as a new land in World Showcase. That's uh, that, that's really determined by the countries that are willing to pony up the money. Um, from I don't, I don't know what the price is, but I understand it's extraordinarily expensive. Eleven dollars uh, to uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, open up one of those sure. uh, one of those one of those yes. pavilions. And the, you know, it's the, also the, an ongoing commitment. It's, it's a not maintained. a one-time, right? right. You, you know, you can't, you can't. It's not going to be there for two years, and you know, then you decide you don't want it. Right. So, but uh, I appreciate the phone call. Who has an email they'd like to read? I do. Mike, Stewartstown, Pennsylvania. I would love to purchase a Diz Unplugged T-shirt. Where do I go to do that? You don't have to now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Julie, that was too easy. <laughs> but I'm going to say for everyone else, it's www.cafepress.com forward slash Diz Unplugged. You can find everything from long sleeve to short sleeve. And apparently hats, thongs. And thongs. Thongs, <laughs> coffee mugs, pins, all sorts of things. Not the pin that we give away. It's like a standard big button pin. So, Take a part of it where it's Diz Thongs. <laughs> Go and get your Diz gear if you wish, and Mike, David we will be Parker contacting you floss. and sending you a shirt. <laughs> or a coffee mug. Oh, your choice, your choice. He called and asked about the shirt. I wrote and asked about the shirt. I'm guessing that's going to be his choice. <laughs> it's getting well, dark outside. The mug is really popular, I must say. It is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I noticed that when I was doing it. Cool. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> thank you for that, Julie. Walter. But say, well, I still have an email someone else has not read. Let me read this one. <clears throat> this was from David Bastion from Coconut Creek, Florida. It says, hi, all. Can anyone shed light, no pun intended, on the Christmas lights on Cinderella Castle? We have not yet seen the lights on the castle and hear that they are spectacular. We are thinking of driving up for the day on Sunday, January 3rd, as the crowds will have cl- cleared down by then. However, I cannot seem to get a definitive answer as to whether or not the castle will still have the lights on. I called about a month ago to make a hotel reservation for a separate trip. The cast member told me they should still be up, since the Osborne lights are scheduled until January 4th. However, I sent an email about a week ago. Uh, since this cast member did not give me the greatest confidence in her answer, and I was told that it looks like um, 12... 31 will be the last night that they'll be up. And he was asking if we could find out anything, which is very strange because I, I called to find out, and they told me it was going to be on until January 2nd or 3rd. Yeah, that's, that's but, always the but case. They couldn't. Oh, okay. They don't give you an absolute date. Well, I'm, I'm just saying they're not going to rip them down at the stroke of midnight on New Year's Eve. Holidays <laughs> 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 are over, you know. And you better hurry because next year they won't be able to figure out how to turn them on. <laughs> yeah, really, it'll be obsolete. Yeah, so January, if you're coming January 3rd, probably will be gone. So I would try to do it earlier. What Do we know what day of the week the 3rd is? I think it's more likely that they'd, if it was a Saturday, it would probably still be up as opposed to, say, a Monday. Yeah, that would make sense. Uh-huh. Well, he did say he's coming in for the day, so he might still be able to see him. We'll see. January 3rd is a Sunday. Oh, let's see. Answer the mystery. We still don't know. The mystery, yeah. All right, well, thank you very much for that, Walter. Who else has one they'd like to read? I do, too. Kathy? This is from Leah Shearing. Hi, podcast crew. With the holiday approaching, I was wondering if you guys could share any holiday traditions that you have in the parks. Did she say holiday? Holiday. Holiday. (laughs) Holiday. (laughs) 
She must be from Kentucky. (laughs) (laughs) I know Kevin and John usually go to the candlelight processional along with dinner on Christmas Eve. Does anyone else on the crew have an activity in the parks that they do every holiday season? Just thought it would be fun to hear. I go into the Magic Kingdom and yell at children. (laughs) Thanks for all the hard work and for bringing Disney a little closer to home each week. And this is Leah. I was one of those that went to the Lights of Winter. <laughs> I was just going to say that was and, another one. And did the, you know, when they light the Christmas tree and they had the all the cast members come out on the little bus and I'd stand there every year with a tear in my eye and think that it was really great and Aww. they don't. Come to my house, I'll make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> so now this year we're going to do you know, the Candlelight wrap you in Processional. Lights. You do the Candlelight Processional? Mm-hmm. We do, Mickey, we do Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party and... And ice, but that's not part of Disney. I just like to soak up the atmosphere of that it's Christmas, and I try to pretend I'm not in Florida, where it's too warm to be Christmas. Wow. Oh, I think it's great that you're Me, you're yeah. walking around in shorts and flip flops, and it's Christmas. Good thing you don't live in Australia because you go to the beach on Christmas Day. I mean, I, I like right. don't they? It's snowing at Osborne Lights. I like to just stand there. I'm, you I'm like the, those suds flicking well, in your eyes? I just. I'm sorry. I just. <laughs> but last year was our first year, so I think yeah. I, you know. We'll... Oh, Osborne Lights too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Osborne Lights. Uh... I'm excited because the little holiday show at Gaylord, Ferris, he went nuts. Aww. I mean, he was raising his arms and clapping at the lights and the music. So oh, really? I cannot wait for him to see Osborne Lights. You mean the oh, thing they do in the atrium yeah. where they? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I cried. I cried because he was so excited. <laughs> That's right. It's baby's first Christmas. He's over there laughing up a storm. Baby's first Christmas. He is over there laughing up a storm. Wow. Um, the other thing I like to do is go into the Grand Floridian to the, the gingerbread house and buy gin, like buy a gingerbread house. And you put it together? No. No, you it's already it? made. They oh. make it. Oh. Kathy, is it up already, the gingerbread house? It opened on the 16th. So Which it was wow. yesterday. It's going to get stale. And while you were over there, you can check out the new marble floors. They did some inlay um, with Cinderella and the Disney characters. The floor is just... In the gingerbread house? No. (laughs) Now in the Grand Floridian. This old gingerbread house. (laughs) (laughs) With its marble Disney character inlay. (laughs) It's just a temporary structure. All right. Well, thank you for that, Kathy. Or did anybody else have traditions they wanted to talk about? I'm sorry. I decided it was over. (laughs) Really? We're done. (laughs) That conversation has ended now. All right, our next uh, voicemail comes to us from someone who not only didn't leave us a, an email address, didn't give us his name, um, but apparently, apparently he lives locally. But uh, uh, as he explains, we were talking about getting a Florida resident ID. Someone had asked us right, about that. This, this gentleman has some really interesting information uh, that he's found out over the years regarding that. So here is the unnamed man. <laughs> Uh, hey guys, uh, just calling to give you all a little bit of feedback. Um, sorry I'm a, a couple weeks behind in shows. Actually, uh, my wife and I have just gotten back from Disney World uh, for two weeks, so we have not been able to listen to the show. But uh, I'm just kind of a lurker on the board, so I'll, uh, I think I might have a screen name speeding back, um, but mainly read and listen to all podcasts. Uh, when they're made and posted. Um, But I have a little bit of feedback. Uh, 
the statement was made as far as getting Florida resident IDs. Uh, this changes every freaking year. It's uh, now the third year in a row we've attempted to go and get a Florida resident ID, and um, we've come with what we were told to bring last year, and it changes the next year. Well, this year I called before we uh, left and was told that uh, no longer can you obtain a Florida resident ID if you own any form of or have a driver's license in another state. Uh, they are actually pulling, from what I understand from their database, all uh, current Florida resident IDs that are uh, in another state and canceling them uh, or registered in another state and canceling them or if there was a driver's license that was shown. I don't know if they've made copies of them or if they've written down what type of ID was uh, shown, but they're pulling and purging them from their database uh, as per se the Department of Transportation for uh, Kissimmee when uh, I had called. So uh, unfortunately, uh, having a rental agreement and bringing and showing that and your driver's license no longer gives you a Florida ID. Uh, and so I, I thought maybe your listeners might want to know that before they, you know, just go down there with their rental agreement and waste a half a day uh, just to find out they're not able to obtain one. It's a little disappointing seeing as, you know, uh, being a timeshare owner over there, we pay property tax and uh, can't take advantage of any of the, the perks that uh, we have, you know, uh, that we pay for through our property taxes. So I think that kind of stinks. but. Just want to give you guys that feedback. Uh, hope you all have a great day. Take care. Well, I, I really hope that's not true because Corey's mom and dad, they got theirs in October. I have a feeling, I don't want to say he doesn't know what he's talking about, but I think that this is one of those things where it depends on who you get at the office because also he has a wrinkle in there that he showed his um, rental agreement. That might have been the glitch. Because it's kind of like, well, anybody can do up a document that says a rental agreement. Yeah. I think you need to show um, a utility bill totally. or something like yeah. that with your name on it and your address on it in Florida. I, I can't imagine that the state of Florida has the authorization to pull your license from no, another not, state. No, not pulling your license. A Florida resident ID. Florida resident ID is what we're talking about here. But not a driver's like license. He could cancel your driver's license no, in no, another no. state. If you if you hold a driver's license in another state, oh, oh. they're canceling the Florida. They're resident. canceling that Florida resident ID because and I, it make it does make sense if you've got a, a driver's license in another state because uh, you're not supposed to do that. If you move here, you're supposed to get your license changed in, right. within a certain amount of time. And uh, that if you're you know if you have a driver's license in another state, that's probably where, where you really live. Well, what if you're a snowbird? You say, six and six. Right. This well, is why Florida is a little bit different than everybody else because we do have our snowbirds who come six and six. So technically, but isn't there just a Florida resident? resident? I mean, just a Florida ID? Yeah, I used to. Yeah, have this is one. what we're talking yeah. about. Oh, okay. This well, I didn't know if there was a Florida resident ID and just a Florida ID. I actually held a Florida. Um, Same thing. The only resident, give it I, right. I held a Florida resident ID, which looks just exactly like a driver's Except license. It says, it says ID across right. it, doesn't it? And I yeah. held a New York State driver's license. They're reciprocal. I don't yeah. want to say what what he's talking about didn't happen to him. I have a feeling it depends on who you get. Because even I've, if you try to do business in the state of Florida, it depends on who you talk to. That's true. But I remember this original email, and I believe I called and asked, and that I was told you couldn't use your 
utility bills or your lease anymore. So I was told that too on the so phone. What so what do you have to you, use? Yeah, what is your proof? You have to. Uh, um, you have to go to the DMV and get a license or get an ID of some kind. But you have to show proof if you're just getting an ID that you yeah, live here. Yes, but you can't take. Then you can take the ID to Disney and get your pass, but you can't take your rental oh, that's agreement. What he's saying, he's saying, in order to get that ID, Florida is no longer allowing you to have an ID if you have a license in another state. There was a thread about this on the, the theme parks board like last week or so that a lot of people were having trouble getting that ID. Maybe they changed it. So, and maybe it has to do with the fact, like I said, with the rental agreement, it's not as permanent as, as having a residence here. Like you say, we talk about snowbirds. They usually have a piece of property right. here if it's right. to park an RV or a mobile home or actually a home. So. I'm amazed that Disney can go through the Department of Motor Vehicles website and they can't figure out how to put up the lights of winter. <laughs> well, this isn't Disney. This is the uh, – this has nothing to do with this. Right, he's talking about go- actually going, going You go to, to the Division of Department of Motor Vehicles. In Kissimmee and having this done. Yeah. But there, he's saying that Disney's now going through their records and they're contacting motor no, no, vehicles. No, no, this is – no, 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 no. This is what – what the state is doing is they're going through and seeing who has a Florida resident ID and also has a driver's license in another state. And we're pulling those IDs. I thought it was Disney too. I thought no, man, it has nothing to no. do that. No, no, it's the state of Florida. It has nothing to do with Disney. There's nothing. I mean, obviously, getting the Florida resident ID gives you Florida resident benefits at Disney World, which is you know why the conversation is germane to what we're doing here. But okay, um, going about getting that Florida resident ID <clears throat> has been changing over the years, and as you pointed out, that. Uh, they won't, they're not going to accept a, a lease and a, a utility bill anymore. I guess they want something else. So, but uh, yeah, it's but it was good information. They're just you know for people, anybody's considering it. I know it comes up. The question comes up a lot. So I thought it would be good information to share with everybody. So thank you, unnamed man, um, no email man, <laughs> and uh, boards lurker uh, for. Uh, he said his name. <gasps> but I'm didn't. not sure if he said Speed Mac. I wrote I it down. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I had trouble understanding you. Yeah. So contact us so we can send you something. Say thank you for sending in a voicemail. All right. I have one. Kevin has one. <laughs> Go ahead, Kevin. Uh, this is from Susan in Jackson, New Jersey. I listened uh, to about six of your old podcasts this weekend, and in one of them, I believe Kevin spoke about a book he was reading. It had to do with Chicago, the World's Fair, and Walt's dad wanting to name Roy Columbia. I don't remember the name of the book. I tried Googling things about it, but am not getting a title. Could someone let me know? I was telling my dad about it, and he liked the way it sounded. And being that he's been to some World's Fairs, he'd like to read it. Thanks for any help you can give me. Uh, the name of the book is The Devil in the White City. It's about the Chicago World's Fair, and it's by Eric, E-R-I-K, Larson. Cool. Thank so you Jackson, very much. Jackson, New Jersey. I, I have Six to tell flags you, I, I truly, truly enjoyed that book. And it's one of those books that when it gets mentioned on the podcast, it immediately forms a thread about it and people talk about it. It's a very, very popular book. A lot of it's a little spooky because there's not only the whole history of the World's Fair, there's a serial killer Mystery. element to it that's woven into the fair. Um, do you have this book oh. in paperback or you have it on your Kindle? I have it on my Kindle. Oh. Really? I wanted to borrow it. Too. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> No. We'll borrow the Kindle. I love the Kindle. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. I, 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 I have to have it. my book. I, I sniff my book. 
Okay. I love the way a book smells. Okay. okay, we're good. We're good. We don't need to anything else. <laughs> to anybody who wants to borrow books from Julie? <laughs> yes. Really? Julie is smelling them. <laughs> I like to, in her you book. like to hold a book? I like to hold a hundred books at a time. <laughs> Whole new, got your nose in a book. All right. Well, who else has an email they'd like to read? I have one. Teresa. Go ahead, Teresa. All right. Dear podcast crew, I have a story that happened to me a couple of days ago on one of my days off at the parks. It might help people realize how their hard-earned money really helps give kids the world. I was waiting for the 3 o'clock parade when a family sat next to me. We started chatting. And I find out the girl, the girl on is on a Make a Wish trip. She starts telling me how she loves the princess, and Cinderella is her favorite princess. A couple of minutes after we start talking, she walks away, and her mother tells me she is terminally she has a terminal illness, and they don't expect her to make it. Well, as the parade moved on, the little girl sat next to me, telling me who all of the characters are and what the movies they came from. She's a true Dizzer at heart. And while her favorite Cinderella came around, she turns to me and says, "Mom." I'm never going to get a chance to be Cinderella, am I? Oh, my Lord. Okay, this is... Tissue. I need a tissue. Here, I have some right here. <laughs> These were for Ferris's nose, but you can have one. Did you sniff them? Okay. Let's see. Pull it up here where I can see it. John makes her read this. <laughs> John Okay. Now, I did everything I could to try not to cry, but this mom never skipped a beat. She then replied, you're always going to be Cinderella in my eyes. <laughs> this is so wild, John. Why'd you make me do this? The little girl ended up going to stand by her father. There was a couple of people down from us, and mom turned to me and says, she doesn't know this, but tomorrow the Make-A-Wish Foundation has set up an appointment for her to get dressed up as Cinderella at the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique and to have dinner with Cinderella at the Royal Palace. Now, I know this story is sad and a bit long, but I thought that people would like to know where their money was affecting. And as a cast member, it makes me want people to slow down and really enjoy your vacation. I have seen many, way too many people where people go a million miles an hour on vacation and don't enjoy the time they have. Thanks for all you do, and give Baby Ferris a big Louisiana hug. Juju okay. Bean. I know Julia. who Julia is, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for... Uh... <laughs> Reading that, Teresa, and openly weeping, <laughs> getting snot all over the microphone. I'll sniff it. I saw that. It makes you think. Like, I, I did couldn't. too, but I. It just. It makes you think. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Well, and also, you know, it makes me think about those people that bring their kids to on vacation and they yell at them the whole time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and you know, it's it's like you don't appreciate what you have. This vacation's costing me a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. yeah. Well, this is thing on Facebook now. People are, and I think Todd started it for me anyway. Every day you put on Facebook what you're thankful for up until Thanksgiving for the month of November. And right. one of mine today was, I'm thankful for the time I have with my kids, good and bad. You know, because it's not always good, and you got to take every day. And you know, John, thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a more serious note, I just. Give Kids the World does amazing things. They really do. Really amazing. But, I mean, take the time when you're in the parks. You know, there's all kind of magical things happening around you. Just take the time to to listen. You've probably sat beside somebody in the park that was going through that. We've said it many, many, many times on this show. Take time to enjoy the details. Mm -hmm. Just being with your family. 
I read something on the tips board, and I apologize, I don't have the nut title of it, but I think it's the best idea. They purchased a little, she talks about how her kids are complainers, and she bought a little, I think it's supposed to be a hair tie, but it's a little squeeze Eeyore, and you squeeze him and his arms and his legs open, and he clips onto things, and she put it in her pocket. And when she when they walked around the park, if one of the kids complained, you had to wear the Eeyore. And that like pinch it on their skin? No. There was no skin involved. Oh, okay. You had to clip it to your clothes, meaning oh, okay. you were the Eeyore at the moment. Oh. It's like the scarlet <laughs> the letter. There. Right. And, <laughs> and she said no matter what they did, it helped her kids get over the fact first of all it brought attention to the fact yeah. that they were complaining about something and it also brought a smile to their face without openly yelling at them right and i think that's a great idea that's turning it around yeah. you know what i mean it's a way to oh just scream at them or just hit them <laughs> i need something like that to clip on my children when i'm in the park now just scream at them <laughs> just jumper scream. cables just don't count okay and actually pin the tail really? on them like you know really stop complaining max poor eeyore all right well thank you for that uh Teresa. All right, who else has a, a email I'd like to read? I have one more. This is from Ron in Orlando. He's ringmaster on the boards. I have a sister that's coming down this winter, and she's had a hip replacement. I know in the parks you can rent a wheelchair for guests, but my question is, can you rent a wheelchair at Downtown Disney? Thanks for all you do. See you in December at Dizapalooza. Yes, Ron, you can. The wheelchair rentals are right next to Once Upon a Toy. It used to be guest services. It's behind Trendy. And you can rent wheelchairs or scooters there. I imagine the prices are the same as those you would find in the parks. I also want to let people know, too, that if you do rent uh, a wheelchair in the park for the day, keep your receipt and take it with you to your next destination. And you don't have to pay again. Correct. You just can you take the wheelchair from one place to another? No, you, you have to leave the, the wheelchair in the park. But by taking the receipt, if they went to downtown Disney, then they would just get the or wheelchair. Or a different park. Correct. It would work. Oh, cool. The same works for the stroller. Really? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Once you rent a stroller or a wheelchair for the day, you can get one at each park as long as there's one available. It's good news. Cool. All right. It's actually, I just want to give a little more information about that wheelchair rental place. Uh, the strollers are available there as well, but there's, it's also um, like a mini store. Right. And they sell first aid stuff and they sell baby care stuff as Sun well. Suntan lotion. It's kind of out of the way. But it's worth finding if you need it. It's by the restrooms up by Once Upon a Toy. Just so you know, there's a family restroom there also if you're traveling mm-hmm. with someone who needs a wheelchair or needs assistance with a wheelchair or a baby. It's who- also the only place you can change a baby. There's not a baby changer in the actual women's restroom, which I think is really? weird. That's weird. It's very strange. Oh, that's wrong. Yeah. I would suggest that if you need a wheelchair for your entire length of stay, look at like uh, Buena Vista Scooter rentals or walker mobility. Walker mobility, yeah. Because you you need these at the resorts, too, if you need them in the park. So this way you can just keep it with you. Well, the other thing that I always find is weird is that people who need – if you need a wheelchair, in my opinion, they should rent them in the parking lot. Yeah. Supposedly they have those those little – Temporary ones that you can take out of the corral and to the front of the park. They're always empty. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I wondered about that, too. Like, well, how are you supposed to get him to the wheelchair? Right. And you're going to need one at your resort. I would. I agree with Corey. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you very much for that, Kevin. Um, our next voicemail comes to us from Chris in Manchester, UK, who has a question about bus service in Orlando. So here's Chris. Hey podcast crew, it's Chris from Manchester. Uh, my name is on the board. My name is 
on the boards. Uh, just a quick question. I'll be visiting the world in April and hopefully seeing a friend who is studying at UCF. Uh, I won't be driving, though, because I can't drive. So just wondering if public transportation would be a possibility to head over there or if I could get a taxi or if that would just be far too expensive or just impractical. If you could help me with that, it would be greatly appreciated. And thanks for a great podcast. Well, thank you very much for calling, uh, Chris. Yes, uh, the Lynx L-Y-N-X bus service is our uh, local bus transportation, public transportation system. And uh, they do stop on Disney property. I know they do stop at the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin. And they stop at, at the TTC. TTC. At the TTC. They stop also over at the Hilton. Did you say downtown, downtown Disney? Di- you said downtown Disney too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's chairman from UCF? No, no, he's no, at Disney. No, he's he's, he's, he's yeah. friends oh, okay. at UCF. We had to make a few changes. It's going to be quite a ride. It is going to be quite a ride. That's a you know, it's a good it's a good distance. If you wanted to take a cab, you're probably looking. It's going to set you back about sixty or seventy dollars. Um, I would imagine each way. I have um, information about this. Well, maybe not that much. Maybe more like I don't know. Maybe like forty. I know from the Kissimmee train station. I had lunch with we. Um, some of us had lunch with Skip Potter yesterday. It's fifty-five dollars with Mirrors Transportation from the Kissimmee train station, and he told us that the cab driver explained to him that there was a UCF discount. Oh, I don't know that. If you have to be a student, or if it's well, just, if I don't know. There. I don't know. Maybe he just likes Skip. I can understand that happening too. But he said there was a UCF discount. And the but website where the for go? for links is go no. links. <laughs> No, honey. Yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have a link to uh, okay. uh, golinks dot com. Oh. They don't relay train track. For well, I'm you. thinking that he's, he's he came going. down by train and took a cab. Okay, got it, got it. I was thinking he was you were telling him to take a train to UCF. No, but there is public transportation um, available. Like I said, uh, you know, uh, we'll have a link to the uh, the links website, which also includes a really neat uh, tool where you can put in where you're going to and from and what date and time, and it will tell you exactly what buses you have to get and at what time. Did you know that the oh, Orlando cool. buses won an award at one point a couple years ago this. as the best buses in the country? Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. We, if you've really? seen our Lynx buses, they're very clean. They're, they're very so well pretty, maintained. all the different colors. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, and I don't it has it's very well rated as far as transportation. I know, I don't do Don't you love all the different colors? When I, when I was leaving the courthouse once, I got on the Lynx bus, thought it was taking me to the parking garage. Instead, I took a little tour of downtown. <laughs> um, my brother Kevin uses the Lynx system to go to school and back. And uh, he has no problem with it. I mean, so um, it is a, a very robust system, so... Uh, I hope that answers your your question, Chris. Thank you very much for calling in. Thanks, everybody, for your emails and your voicemails today. We do appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back with you again next week with another episode of The Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes.